welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by Light, the light-fingered thief. Hey, how's everyone doing today? Logar, I've been getting so much treasure. I've been finding so much treasure, let's say. I really need some help in getting all this treasure moved back to the uh, stronghold that we have. Well, don't ask me. I'm not helping. We're going to have to find someone who will. You're a big, strong barbarian, aren't you? I can't carry it all. Well, that's because you're carrying too many weapons. Come on. What about I, find the, <laughs> I find the treasure. You got the weapons. Who are we going to get to help carry the treasure? What about those guys over there? Okay. Why, why don't I go talk to them? Because, you know, I'm a little bit better charisma than, than you, Logar. Today, we're going to talk about hirelings. Again, as promised, hirelings, part two. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, we're, we're joking a little bit about, you know, getting people to help us do, you know, manual labor type of stuff. But, you know, in-game, there's a lot of different classes of folks that you can hire for different types of jobs, you know, as basic as carrying treasure or driving your coach or, you know, getting a teamster or getting a um, extra mercenary fighter or even getting a specialist. Now, I one thing that I was reading up for this episode, because I really wanted to jump really hardcore into some of the the nitty gritty rules behind it, but I discovered something interesting. And what is that, Logar? Well, I started looking at the AD&D books first by Gary Gygax. The 1E, first edition. Yep, the very first edition, AD&D, Advanced Dungeons and & Dragons. And I also, when I look at that, I tend to look at the Osric book a lot because it gives a lot of good clarifications on rule sets. One thing that I noticed is that a lot of the stuff that's in the Osric book isn't in those original Player's Guide and Dungeon Master's Guide for AD&D but it's being pulled from other sources. Because at the beginning there with AD&D, a lot of rules were coming out in things like Unearth Arcana or Dungeon Mag or Dragon, or mostly Dungeon Mag. Art Dungeon Mag, yeah. And some of that stuff, I think, is pulled from some Dungeon Mag issues. Like one issue was Dungeon Mag 184 from July of 92. That's kind of going into second edition territory, but they had some good hireling information in that episode or that issue of the magazine. Now, the Osric book gives you a full tables of tons of different, different occupations, how much it costs for that hireling, et cetera, et cetera. And it really goes in depth there, more so than most books out there. So I'm just going to note that the Osric book is like 13, 14 bucks for a print of it when you buy it for print on demand. It's a good book to have for some of these charts and stuff. And it goes into probably the most depth of any book I could find of different We'll say classes, but different people you can buy. It's got an entire alphabetical list of various military folks and stuff like that you can buy and various things. But And this is Osric's second edition print? This is, well, the one I'm looking at, the, both of them had this pretty much the same thing. This is okay. the first edition one that I'm looking at that was published by Black Blade, which is, uh, you can also buy that as a print-on-demand book as well. It'll just be a slightly different got it. Uh, printing. Now, henchmen and hirelings are very much coupled in the AD&D books. Like the henchmen and hirelings are pretty much the same thing, there's, it seems to be, um, in a lot of ways. So you're, these are your henchmen, these are your hirelings. And one thing that the AD&D book has that's really in-depth is this chart that kind of fleshes out to almost to flesh out a... Uh, now, this is in the AD&D Dungeon Master's Guide. It's got all these little charts from alignment to appearance, sanity, uh, general tendencies. So it's kind of rolling up NPC characteristics for these 
various NPCs is very heavy in, or when you start getting around the section where they talk about hirelings. So before the hirelings, before you even reach that, you've got all these tables that flesh out an NPC you're going to interact with. You know, for me, you know, I'm defining hireling as like a basic laborer, while a henchman I'm, I'm defining as a classed NPC, where there might be like a magic user fighter, thief, you know, like a regular character. So that's how I was differentiating it between like a henchman versus a hireling. Well, there's a question here that I'm going to point out that when you go through the different editions, this kind of changes who's defined as what. Ah, very true. <laughs> so that's what I'm looking at here and noticing, like, by the time you get to fifth edition and Pathfinder is very different. Now, Pathfinder takes the most different look at it by giving you, like, pseudo classes for NPCs as hirelings. Um, or in place of hirelings, it doesn't actually really go in depth to the term hireling there. And the rules for hireling are scattered across a few different books from the Pathfinder. So the Pathfinder, you've got, you've got some rules that can be applied to hirelings that's in the Ultimate Campaign book and some then the Advanced Game Mastery Guide. But the ones in the core book, instead of giving you like, oh, this is the price to hire whatever and focusing on those types of things and fleshing the character out that way, it really fleshes the character out by creating classes for NPCs and gives you an aristocrat, a commoner, an expert, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, because the uh, like a Stronghold's book, they have a whole series of MP classes, NPC classes, just for running your Stronghold that may not be someone that you bring on your adventuring party, like your Seneschal or your um, armorer or something like that. My speculation or my, my asserting, my, my, uh, what I'm going to kind of add here is that these kind of go in different ways of gameplay, the way this is approached. By the time you get to Pathfinder, you start hearing about character builds and things like that. So the actual <laughs> stats of a character and the class of a character and what's in there starts being a bigger part of what the game is and how you play it and how it works. So Pathfinder has a very different approach when you get there, I don't. I didn't look at the original third edition. Pathfinder is the clone. I figure it's the cumulative, like pinnacle of what third edition became. Yep. So I figured that's where I'd look for now. Fifth edition is kind of a throwback to AD and D in a little bit in the way it approaches this whole section, where it focuses on NPCs in that section and gives you a brief hirelings, a little bit less on hirelings, but a lot of those rules, like in the Osric book and other books. Those are from all these various places, not from the core books. That's one thing yeah. that I noticed. I mean, when I was growing up and we playing, uh, you know, BX and first edition, they were just called retainers. And you called everybody a retainer, pretty much, no matter if he was carrying your goods, fighting for you, uh, a thief for hire. We just called him a retainer. We didn't have different subclasses. <laughs> guess where Guess where we got the retainer, where I ran into the retainer from which book? Let me guess. <laughs> 1E? <laughs> Rules Cyclopedia. Rules Cyclopedia, really? So it's going to be the basic stuff. So the Rules Cyclopedia compiles the Beck Me books, as we've talked about before. Correct. Yep. All, the, all those different boxes. And the Rules Cyclopedia seems to be the one where I was running into the concept of the retainer. And that's got a lot more information in there. You got your Rules Cyclopedia yep. out, right? I yep. have mine, but I'm, I seem to have misplaced it. My giant stack of Dungeon Master guides and stuff <laughs> that I've got sitting on this desk while I'm doing this. Yeah, so the Rules Cyclopedia, they, they do card retainers, but yes. they do split up very similar to what we were talking about, depending on the task and the expertise of whoever you're hiring. You know, is it a basic person that's carrying your goods? Or is it like a mercenary that's going to fight for you? 
or a specialist, like a um, armorer, alchemist, or spy. And then they go into a lot of stuff around the strongholds and retainers and NPCs, like we talked. Yeah, most of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the times in like the Osric book and some of the earlier books, when you start talking about retainers and hirelings, that's when we start getting into the strongholds discussion. So that's what we're going to have to talk about next. We probably don't have time in this episode, but that's yeah. where this leads to because a lot of the strongholds are held together that way. And one of these books, which one was it? Um, oh, managers. It was one of the Pathfinder books talks about hiring managers for your strongholds and things like that. So instead of calling them retainers or hirelings, they're talking about managers that you hire. So they have managers. <laughs> yeah. So people to like oversee, I guess the workers, very hierarchical structure of yeah. feudalism but, and, and power over others type stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, within the, um, Rusakopedia, they have a whole series of advisors and officials, which we're not going to get into because that's more strongholdy. Yeah. That, that we say for a later date, but at least with the um, current hireling retainer bits, you know, I think, like you said, the author book probably has the best tables to be able to talk about, you know, are they going to reject your offer when you approach them? What is their morale going to be? What is their personality going to be? What are they going to look like? Are they going to be loyal or shifty? Or are they going to run away? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's also got the most charts for like kind of figuring out how much you're going to pay for this and that. Now, depending on where your economy lies and how that translates is a good book to use. If you're kind of working off of a different economic system that's not as compatible, it may not be as useful. Some of those like attitudes and personalities, those are big in the AD&D book and seem to be big in the fifth edition book. And the fifth edition book tends to be more for flavor of making that memorable NPC and the elements that are memorable about them. That seems to be more structured off of, off of Gary Gygax's AD&D book and my, from what I'm reading throughout these books. And the closest one, the biggest deviation from that is this class-based NPC hireling system that they have in the third edition. Yeah, so for our games, like we've done in Hyperborea, so the class-based NPCs that we use, I tend to give them a little bit more flavor and personality, but then we also have the traditional mercenary hirelings. So you remember one time we hired a bunch of first-level acolyte priests to come along an adventure and they all ended up getting eaten <laughs> <laughs> i do yes things so, were not terrible for the priests at that at yeah that i mean you know, like they, Dock city. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they had names and everything but they got they got eaten essentially so you know i didn't invest as much time in creating a background or personality for like a first level acolyte now for like a the third or fourth level thief that you had with your Estorane, you know she had a little bit more personality uh rolo vincio or rolo has a little bit more personality because there were more classed npcs Versus your typical for hire mercenary that is along for the ride because they're a first level healer, you know. Well, I like that. Here's the thing, too. I really think it's cool what Pathfinder's doing, giving you NPC classes that are uniquely those. Like I can roll up a peasant. They have NPC um, classes that pop up throughout other books as well for the game master. I really like it when they have fleshed out stats in the book for those NPC classes. This is an aristocrat class. This is the aristocrat stats. Right. Now that's more important in a system like Pathfinder where it is very, people might call it crunchy, but combat based very much based on that. It's on that character sheet and how it interacts with the rule system more so than stuff like AD and D or BX or old school essentials, where it's kind of free form with a lot of that. Yeah. Cause really for the um, hirelings that we've been using, usually it's pretty much the basic what's their armor class. How many hit points do they have and what special skill do they have? You know, if it's a healer or if it's a 
Arrow, Bowman, you know, it's we don't flesh out that deeply like we do in Pathfinder. <laughs> I just reviewed Mothership, and they have a really interesting, good approach like that with hirelings. You have mercenaries in there that you hire to help with your ship. And it did a really good job of giving you a bare bones structure of how to make the stats that are necessary for them. And it just kind of fits on one little line, a few columns, instead of making up a whole character sheet. And that's a really great way to go about it, I think. I don't have to worry about having a full character sheet for every single henchman and hireling on the ship. Because, you know, you're going to have whatever engineers and pilots and the guy shoveling the coal into the engine. Well, maybe not a mothership, but, you know, <laughs> the laborers below deck. Well, we're about out of time. We're going to need to keep talking about this maybe in the third session because it seems like there's more to talk about. <laughs> well, we're going to eventually, we're going to have to start drifting into strongholds too because that's where I think that this is leading us to is yeah. all the positions and stuff like that in the store because they're very intertwined. Like the people we hire to take care of our stronghold when we're setting up the stronghold and how that works and all. So we'll definitely continue this discussion and we'll see where it goes and see where the different places take us and it can bleed over into everything from npcs to like what's the difference between that mercenary and definitely going into the stronghold and managers for pathfinder managers managers if you've enjoyed this episode please share it on social media give us a positive review wherever you're listening that really helps us visit us at our website wobbliesandwizards.com find us on facebook like and follow just search wobblies and wizards and keep those dice rolling I'm going to keep stealing enough code until we can buy a stronghold. 